Hello and welcome back to Cohen's, the podcast. My name is Ryan Drake. I'm going to start calling it Cohen's. Uh, my name is Ryan Drake, and I am joined, as always, by my best friends in the entire world on this Christmas morning. If you are listening to it on Christmas morning, it could be the next day, or it could be New Year's Day. It could be 2021. We don't know. Um, hello, Dylan Irwin. How are you doing? This is just such a wonderful gift to find under my Crimbus bush, and I'm so excited to be here. Hello to my favorite person in the world, the funniest person on this podcast. Yes. Chelsea Trinidad. Welcome back to our podcast. Merry Christmas, everyone. That was my that was my impression right. of George Bailey. <laughs> funniest person on the podcast. No, like okay, so ser- we seriously were having this conversation that I know I'm not the funniest person on this podcast because I try too hard. Confirmed. And <laughs> yes, but I am convinced, Ryan and I are convinced that Chelsea is easily the funniest person on this show because she does all of this stuff without even thinking about it like ryan i don't know about your process but like i take notes and put where i think a joke would be funny i write you know notes with that in mind but then chelsea will just effortlessly come in and say oh yeah it's like that time i let a bunch of stray cats into my house Chelsea will ignore us and then just chime in whenever she feels like it with gems like george glass (laughs) and it's just like all right I'm still, I'm still. We're all trying. To, we're all trying to get to your level. Yeah, <laughs> we're just trying to get to your level, Chelsea. Oh man. Well, thanks, you guys. It makes me feel good. I often feel kind of uh, on Tosh point how there was that girl like Chanel something who just kind of sat there and laughed. Like I kind of feel like that person a lot of the time. So it means a lot to have two such funny guys say such nice things about me. Hashtag get Chelsea a web redemption. If you need to do something so embarrassing on this podcast yes. that it requires a web redemption. Oh my gosh, I, I can think of several things that I've already accomplished in my lifetime that probably deserve redemption. <laughs> Let's just hope that like 10 years from now, like this podcast isn't the thing I need a web redemption for. Yeah, well, guess what I was thinking about 10 years ago on Twitter. I was like, this will never take off. I can say whatever I want. No one's ever going to look this old stuff up. I had up. to clean out my Twitter <laughs> after all of that happened. Not that I was saying anything. Like I don't have a secret deep web burner account, but just I was, I think like I was imagining people reading through my tweets when I was looking for jobs and they would just look at it and be like, this dude literally tweets about nothing but the Wendy's Baconator. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I, as when I was, when I was younger and I was starting comedy, I said some crazy shit on Twitter. I was always just going out and like partying and being like, about to hook up with some random girl. (laughs) Just put it on Twitter. And I was like, Oh boy, that was like 10 years ago, but still it's just like, Oh, that shit gets you canceled now. See, it's one of the good things about being self-employed is that, you know, I, not that I have anything that controversial, but I cuss like a sailor and, huh, I don't know, maybe maybe it wouldn't fly in some circles, I don't know. Do sailors curse more than the other branches of the armed forces? Sailors is not a branch of the armed forces. It's a navy, I know. <laughs> in case you guys haven't figured this out, we're not actually talking about the OC on this very special episode of the podcast. It's just Christmas morning, and we're sitting here in our robes with our coffees, and we're watching our kids open presents, and we're all very tired. Um, that's kind of the vibe for this show. And uh, and so if you're looking to hear about the OC, you might hear a little bit about it, but don't worry. You're not missing anything. Um and with that, I, can we talk about Christmas a little bit? Or Hanukkah? I'm sorry. That was so Christian-centric. I'm sorry, Ryan. Can we talk about um, our, our respective holidays, holiday traditions, memories? Let's just, let's get the, let's get the Yule Ball rolling. The Yule, Yule Tide. Yule Ball? Yule Tide. I don't know Christian stuff. I'm sorry. 
Well, no, he said Yule Ball because of Harry Potter. That's right. <laughs> I don't know Harry Potter stuff either, but yes, we can roll some Yule and tied some logs. Roll the Yule log. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I mean, honestly, being raised, like, partly Jewish, I don't know. I, we, I don't have any big holiday traditions. Like, we never really got super into Christmas. Um, I get a Christmas ornament every year, and I put it on my parents' Christmas tree, and that's kind of the extent of, like, traditions. Otherwise, it's just, we go, what do you want for Christmas? And then I tell them, and then they get it for me, and I go, what do you want for Christmas? And then they tell me, and I kind of usually don't get it for them, but still. That's love. What about you, Chelsea? It's real. What do you What do you do for Hanukkah, Ryan? Was it fun? Did you have a good time? I had a great time. Listen, <laughs> we burned the shit out of those candles. We lit them up good. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, Let's get lit. And there's always just like shitty food and just like a bunch of Jews hanging out, which is like not fun. So it's bad. I love that. Um, I dated a Jewish guy for a while, and he told me that a big part of the culture was to really not be that Jewish. Can you confirm or deny? I mean, we can get, you could get as into it as you want. If you're like an Orthodox, you take it very seriously. If you're a Reform, it's like, not nah, really. Um, I think that that SNL, remember the SNL sketch, Christmas Time for the Jews? Do you remember that, Dylan? It sounds familiar. What what era was it? It was a TV Funhouse um, animation. Oh, it was like Charlie Brown type thing? Yeah, that's the most accurate depiction of Christmas for <laughs> my, like, my Jewish family. <laughs> oh, wow. I need to like look that up then. It's a lot of just like eh, watching football, eating Chinese food. I love it. That's cute. Um, I guess if I were to talk about my normal Christmas, um, for the last uh, seven or eight years, really ever since me and my husband got together, uh, we've kind of just pieced out of town and gone to Mexico. Oh, man. Wait, just the two of you? Uh, no, we normally go with uh, my family or his family. Um, there was a few years where both families all went together. Um, one of those trips, I actually got engaged at it, which was really special because, you know, both of our families were there. Um, this year, um, our both of our parents aren't traveling because of COVID, um, but we're all kind of like, mm, let's get away anyways and just be really careful. Um, we have a buddy who has a condo in Cabo. I thought you were going to say Palm Springs. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, it sounds familiar. <laughs> we know what happens there. <laughs> um, but it might be really, you know, it'll just be me and my sister and my husband's two brothers, and we might just uh, ball out Trini Wood style. Well, I'll be sitting in Oklahoma city uh and i look forward to looking at those pictures and pretending that i am also in cabo oh. that sounded a lot creepier than i wanted it to and i didn't mean for it to. <laughs> i don't mean like watching you from the window like oliver trask watching you from the win- you know what i mean <laughs> but no oh this is a question for you guys okay. did you did you guys know or encounter any like oliver trask life people in your past oh my gosh like who even is like him like there's those people don't exist in that on that way right like we so we just covered those episodes yeah, which is kind, it's kind of fresh in our mind we, we've recorded that podcast i'm sure it'll come out i guess next week maybe um but yeah we're, we're deep in all of our draft content right now and i've just been thinking about the fact that like <laughs> i'm sure there are insane sociopaths that operate on that high functioning insanity level but like i just can't it's very dramatized for tv i think I had a relationship in high school this is like before i went off to ou and everything where yes those people do, in fact, exist, and so. Thank you for clarifying that you went to high school before you went to college. I was really curious. I yeah, I, uh, I wasn't sure. It's usually in. We have never talked about Lawton. Before. Oh yeah, Lawton. It was a different time, but so I was actually dating it. Like the reason these episodes drive me so insane is because I've experienced something similar to what Ryan experienced, 
in that I was dating a gal. We were like pretty as serious as you can get in high school, I guess. In Latin? Yeah. And like there was this one dude who was there. I think I want to say he was stationed at Fort Sill or something. He was a, like two years older, three years older. But they like met and got to know one another and he like started being weird and kind of Oliver Trasky, like, hey, you want to hang out? No, Dylan can come if he wants to, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's how this podcast started, is it not, Dylan? That's how Chelsea and I started the podcast. We're like, well, Dylan can come if he wants. Exactly. Exactly. You're like, ah, Dylan, Dylan's allowed. So, so I'm, I, 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 guess, I guess I am the Oliver of the podcast, kind of. But I remember that like he started being really weird. He would show up at like her house and like text her and be like, hey, I'm outside and all this stuff. And she would tell me and I would be like, That's so weird. What tell him to go away. And it was like, I don't think so. He's kind of fragile. He's sensitive. And like at one point he said, oh like, if you God. stop talking to me, I'm going to kill myself and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, call no. the police, call his parents, do something. And I was like, no, I don't think I'm going to. And I mean, I broke up with that person. But you also dated that person. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I was like, for context, she was kind of an Oklahoma celebrity. Yeah. Oh no, this was both this. It, what? It, it's not who you're thinking about. This was high school. Oh. Yeah, no, yeah, this is before, but I was sitting there and I was like, what in the world is going on? And so, yes, people like Oliver Trask do exist. Okay, but what you said is not, is not like, the level of insanity that he was pulling oh, yeah. off. Like, he was oh, yeah, doing some true. crazy shit. Like, showing up at your like, girlfriend's house and t- telling her he's going to kill himself. It's, like, pretty normal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, touche. I've had, I've never had anyone to an Oliver level, but um, I've definitely had some guys that were kind of, like, standing and i had to kind of you know deal with delicately before but but never anything really extreme in fact that's actually how i know dylan so well yeah he was that guy (laughs) (laughs) i did have a stalker i did have a twitter stalker once a couple of years she would message me almost every day like a new paragraph and funny this is how me and ryan became friends Chelsea did it to me. I'm beginning <laughs> to sen- I'm beginning to see everything. This is like a Wicker Park situation. It's like swim fan. I will say though <laughs> that I haven't thought about this until I watched these episodes and until Ryan told that story. But I feel like the truly aff- like some of the most affected people during COVID nineteen are stalkers. Who stalks in real life anymore? I feel like all I feel like most stalking is done online now. Yeah. It's so easy to get access to so many things online now. Wait, Chelsea, what's the deepest you've ever what's the deepest you ever stalked someone online, Chelsea? I need to know. Um, I'd say I've gone pretty deep. I think in high school one time I like looked up someone's cross country records, which was kind of weird. But um, it's not that weird. Do you just want to know how what good of an athlete they are? Yeah, I want to know if they were fast. I want to know if um they were kind of on the same scale that I was, but I sucked, so of course they were better than me. Um huh, I I wasn't too bad. I mean, I put out a lot of content. So not to be full of myself. <laughs> I'm gonna cut that I, to just. I'm gonna cut that to just say I put out a lot. <laughs> you yeah, asshole. does Leslie want to make an appearance? Yeah, I think I think the Christmas surprise should be. I want to. I want to prove to you all that My unlike wife. unlike Oliver, I actually do have a significant other that's real. Say hi. Hi. It's me and Todd. Can you hear him licking? <laughs> she wants to know if you can hear Todd licking. <laughs> oh no, I can't. And also, she can't hear us. Oh, she can't? Okay. I was going to say, I, I bet she has some stories. Leslie does have some stories, but you'll have to get to her first. What story? About me. <laughs> Dylan, one day I'm going to come to your house, but I'm just going to interview Leslie for an hour. Oh, my gosh. What did you say about the OC? Our meat cute. Oh, yeah. Our meat cute is pretty. Could have been OC. Our meat cute could have been the OC is what Leslie said. Yeah. It is pretty adorable. 
I need to hear this. Also, I need to put the audio of Leslie saying mac and cheese or mac and cheese into the podcast because yeah, that was a that was a big moment for us. Here, here, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Say mac and cheese or mac and cheese uh-huh. into the mic. Say it. Just say it. Do it. So, hey, Leslie. Hey, do you want mac and cheese or <laughs> mac and cheese? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you want to do for lunch? I can do mac and cheese or mac and cheese. <laughs> so that was it. that was Leslie. Atlantic accent and everything. That was not Misha Barton. Um, but but no, yeah, Leslie needs wow. to come on sometime and talk about our meat cute because, as with uh, as with everything in life, she makes me seem a lot cooler than I am. Um, which Agreed. it was specifically in the marriage contract um, that she be my hype person. You know what I really want to talk about with you guys is um, all of our uh, Spotify wrapped. Uh, oh. reports came back. <laughs> Wait, I want to tell you quickly about this girl in high school that I had a crush on. Tell me. And how I think I I think I think was the first catfish, maybe, or one of the first catfish. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> because I had the idea, there's this girl that I liked, and we ended up dating, and I actually I lost lost my V-card to that girl at a party while Pretty Fly for a White Guy played in the background. I'll never forget that moment. Oh, um, apropos. There was a dude, I was in marching band, and there was a dude who was like the senior, he was like the cool drummer guy that everyone was really into. I was like a sophomore. You lost your virginity as a sophomore? No, no, we dated later on in my junior and senior year. Oh, okay. We heard we would talk on IM sometimes, and so one day I made a fake AIM name, and I <laughs> pretended to be the uh, I pretended to be the cool guy, the cool drummer guy, and I started chatting her up, and I was just like, "Man, Ryan Drake's pretty cool, right? He's like a good dude." Oh my god! Oh, you're kidding! That's awesome! And I really talked talked myself up as this other person, and uh, I it's one of the things that I had to learn to forgive myself for later in life. But yeah, dude, no, that's that is using the medium the way it's supposed to be used. Like that's Shakespearean. That's like a healthier catfish. Still not great, but yeah. Yeah, that's like yeah, a, you, you trouted it, someone. It could, yeah, I could have nope. been worse. Did you guys have Zangas? Oh, of course we had Zangas. Come on. I actually have a Zanga story, but <laughs> I want to hear Ryan about Ryan Zanga first. I thought you were like, I don't really. I mean, I thought you were going to say I actually have a Zanga still. Oh no, <laughs> I wish. It's your fanfic. It's your OC fanfic Zanga. <laughs> Busted. No, like so. I had a Zanga for two days. I posted one thing. And if you remember on Zanga, it had the like, what are you listening to? What are you watching? Whatever. And so I put that I was mm-hmm. listening to Brick from Ben Folds Live. Oh my God. Yeah. That, I think that was the most used song for people our age. Oh, yeah. And my, my post that I wrote was just like a paragraph, paragraph and a half about legitimately just being 15 or however old I was whenever I had it. You know, kind of e- a little bit emo, whatever a, a kid who listens to primarily Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco would write at the time, I guess. Mm-hmm. And somehow my school counselor found it and called my mom and said, is something wrong with Dylan? Is he okay? And so I deleted no. my Zanga because I had a mole looking at my Zanga. And so now I just, um, you know, host two podcasts, co-host one, and have all of my social media on public because it's my way to fight back. Oh, man. <laughs> I caught a boyfriend off of MySpace one time. That was pretty cool. Oh, that that's that was rare. Like, to actually make the MySpace connection, like, meet up, that was, like, a weird thing. to Now it's, like, the most normal thing to do to meet someone on social media. Not even a dating app, just social media and, like, go out with them. But MySpace era, that shit was rare. Yeah, and it was kind of, definitely was like there was a stigma surrounding it, but this was actually the, like the less weird scenario that you can possibly have. 
And I was uh, the girl at a rock show. And literally there was the band that was playing. It was like a high school battle of the bands or something. And we kind of like caught each other's eye, like him on stage and me in the crowd. And he found me on MySpace and sent me a message. And he was pretty hot. Like, you know, thinking back like to all my exes, I'm like, yeah, he was Dang. He was real cute. He was a music guy. Girl, oh, yeah. guy, guy, girls love musicians, as we learned. On the I know. He's week. still bopping around in Tulsa doing music stuff. I think he might run, like, the Colonies programming or something like that. But He runs the Colonies. <laughs> the Colonies, you know. Yeah. Older I men. Had, <laughs> I had, like, a Zanga kind of following amongst my amongst my high school friends. Like, I was I was very popular on Zanga at a, at a, at a very niche point in a niche group of people um, wow it, ryan boss, big baby. baller That's status right. we also had a teacher i don't know if i'm allowed to say i can say this it's a statue of limitations it's probably over now we had a teacher that um was a like a student she just i think she was still in college but she would come and teach high school as like an assistant but like she would like get so flirty with the high school dudes especially oh the my seniors. gosh and she hooked up with one of them uh at a, at a graduation party and no uh, she also had a zanga and was like part of our little zanga group and like people would like uh like subtweet her about her <laughs> or like sub whatever the version of subtweeting was but like vague, vague book. <laughs> like yeah like vague book about her in their zangas because they knew she would see it just to be like god we just have a we just have a teacher that's just so hot she was very hot but crazy i'm actually looking at the statutes of limitations right now because i'm curious i mean everything i said was true so it's like you're protected. Seven years. Oh yeah. Can I can I tell you guys something really depressing that I just thought of? What? I just remember that I've been catfished, and in retrospect, it's it guys. This is so embarrassing. I think this is the first time I'm telling this story. Tell me um, everything. So I think I was in ninth grade, so freshman year, around the time this came out, and I remember for some reason, and to this day, I guess I'm still proud of this. Like. I had a crush on Hillary Duff for some reason. <laughs> Still nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah. okay. For some so, reason. So I was hanging out with one of my friends and she had one of her like extended family members or friends. I can't even remember at this point um, over. And somehow we got talking about Hillary Duff, I think. And the word got out, of course, that I had a thing for Hillary Duff. Like, you know, I think she's cool. I think Lizzie McGuire is a really well-written character or whatever. Um, and about a week later, I start getting these messages on Instant Messenger from someone claiming to be Hillary Duff. And, oh, no. And Dylan. She, was, she was like, yeah, apparently she was friends with the girl who had come over to my friend's house, my friend's house, like the cousin or the, or the friend or whatever it was. And so that was the connection. And my, you know, 14, 15-year-old brain or however old I was at the time was like, oh, this makes sense. Wait, you're the, what do you mean? What do you mean you're Hillary Duff? This can't be real. Oh wait, no, hold on. There's a connection. You said that you know the person. Okay, and like I talked to this Hillary Duff person for like an entire week. So oh my much. Gosh. I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say it for like yeah. seven years. Oh no, but like oh for an entire God, week. Was, you could have met Neve. But uh, but yeah, really. But I got so it got so intense that at one point I was like, "Would you like to go to junior high prom with me?" Because ninth grade was still junior high. <laughs> 
my god that would be a nightmare you are never allowed to call yourself a dork again i don't care if she was fake you fucking asked hillary duff to the prom in your own head at least you asked hillary duff to the prom you shot your shot and i've never respected you more than i do in this moment i uh and i mean you guys probably know the end of the story and said hillary duff did not go to junior prom with me and i also found out that she was in fact not hillary duff but uh it was actually who was she it was it was the girl who had come over to my friend's yeah I was house. Say, obviously it's the girl if you mention the if you mention the girl in the story it's the girl it's Chekhov's yeah. girl that's right but she uh it was her and so I was catfished I mean I guess I was I mean and the girl who did it I mean she was she was she was a she was a, a she was a handsome woman she was a fine looking woman so it's like sure. I got catfished. <laughs> I like how you looked around to make sure Leslie yeah. was not in the room when you said that. Like, like no yeah, joke. A I was, handsome woman. That's like a normal thing people say about people they're trying to compliment. I was actually looking like, I don't know if anyone else's brain works this way, but I was looking around trying to find the description that I wanted. Um, mm-hmm. And I picked no, out. I think you were looking for I was, I was I was between handsome woman and buxom lass. And I opted for <laughs> handsome woman. But I feel like it doesn't actually count as being catfished if the person catfishing you is just, you know, a handsome woman as opposed to Hillary Duff. So take that for what it's worth on this Christmas morning. Boy, we've really gone on this journey. Um, first of all, I have I love fucking love Catfish, the TV show. I watch every episode it's still. So I think good. it's an incredible yeah. show. It's a show that will never get old. I I'm really up, I was really upset when Max left because I mm-hmm. whenever Max got fired up and was angry with someone, it was the most satisfying thing in the world. I love Cammy though. I think Cammy's great. Yeah, she's good. I just I just mi- I miss Max, but like I mean I, I if I had to choose between Neve and Max, it would have been Max for sure. My friends and I used to have a drinking game, and like Sassy Max was like take a drink because he would get sassy and be like, oh, there's Max doing his best. Um, but I just think that that show like. Like I know people who watch it and they're like, oh yeah, I watched like a season and they like, kind of you figure it out. Like you, there's a formula to it. To me, it will never ever get old. That show could run. That show could be the new cops and just have a new episode every week for the rest of my life, and I would not care. I would love it. What are some of your favorite episodes? Like, yeah. what what are a couple of them that stand out to you? The Chris Birdman Anderson episode, the NBA guy, when the, he was that was like a big oh. news story where she was getting cat. The girl in Alaska was like was like catfishing as as Birdman and as the girl Birdman was talking to, but she would also talk to them individually and like that's how they thought they were talking. It's a whole fucking crazy web. So oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it it was full on like Charlie in the basement, uh, but always sunny. <laughs> yeah, and then the and then the one where I don't remember their names, but like the 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 woman was catfishing her friend because her friend said that she looked like a fat ass Kelly Price. Oh wow! So she catfished her because of it. I was like, damn. Okay, you go. Okay, so I have like just like my heart can't take it when really like sad people are the ones yeah. involved in getting conned. I just like cannot. It like breaks my heart and I just feel really bad. So this is terrible, but I really only like the, uh, like, my favorite episodes are all kind of like involving like seemingly functional people who like, you know, have have a chance at life. Um, but there's one I remember. It was a girl from uh, like the Dallas area who was talking to some rapper named T-Lights. Or something like that. Oh, I remember tea lights. Absolutely, oh, yeah. I remember tea lights. Like she was a really cute girl. He was a really cute like rapper, and they actually but wait, did, did they? He ended up being real. Yeah, he ended up being real. So like that was kind of fun. Um, and then the other one I remember really clearly because the guys whose picture that he was using was so freaking hot. But it was this like 
I don't know, it was some dork and he had catfished like 200 girls and had them send like naked pictures of themselves. So whenever they confronted him, it was three girls that confronted him. Plus Neve and Max were like, there were dozens of other girls who like wrote in about this this dude. Were they like in his front yard? And they were going yeah. through his Dropbox on his on his cell phone. I remember that episode too. That's a great one. Yeah, it was. I mean, that is the episode. If someone's like not really into catfish, like that's the one that I episode that I show them to be like, no, this show is amazing. Um, all right, do you want to talk about Spotify? Your Spotify Wrapped? Chelsea? Yeah, let's talk about Spotify Wrapped. Um, let me pull this up really fast. I want to know your artists, your top artists. Uh, my number one was Dua Lipa. Hell number- yeah! Wait, she was your number one. Yeah, she was my number one. It, it was a big, big Dua Lipa year in the House of Trinidad. <laughs> number two was the Glee cast. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? You know what? They they are like Billboard, like chart topping. Like they hold the record, I think, for most songs that have charted in the Billboard uh, Hot 100. I, I like throw on their soundtrack or I think, that, I mean, there's probably like 20 songs that I'm like, oh my God, this is like freaking amazing. They just like rotate a lot on a lot of my playlists. Um, number mm. three was Fleetwood Mac. This is before Dogface blew our mind um, with the longboard and the cranberry juice. It's just always been a, a song. They went back in a big like year. Bump. Yeah, they did. Um, it's amazing that they're all still alive and healthy and kicking. I've never seen Fleetwood Mac, but I have seen Stevie Nicks solo. And Fleetwood Mac is rumored to rumored uh, to play <laughs> festivals like Bonnaroo and Coachella every year. And I feel like it's going to happen soon. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, they like toured, I think it was like the last year, the year before, and then they had to like split in the middle of it. Like Lindsay Buckingham was causing a bunch of trouble. And I saw some tweet about it that I just think was so fucking funny because it was like the fact that like Fleetwood Mac still has drama to this day to the point where the band has to break up in the middle of their goodbye tour is the most punk rock thing ever. And I totally agree (laughs) with that. Uh, my number four was Lady Gaga, not surprising, with Chromatica and um, uh, Star Do you Born. really like Chromatica? Oh, yeah. I fucking love it. I think it's their best CD, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. really? Yeah. Not wow. going to lie. Okay. I know. I didn't really like it that much. I, I didn't um, hate it, but I didn't like it. I'm ha- I mean, I feel like I go through years where I'm kind of like, okay, I'm going to chill out. It's time to grow up. And then I go through a rage if you will. And suddenly I'm like, oh my God, I just want to like go to the club and get really sweaty with strangers and like jump up and down. And that's what this year would have been had it not been for, you know, coronavirus. Um, and then my last one's Hamilton. <laughs> hey, no shame. Wow. No shame wow. in that game. I've actually never, never seen Hamilton either. I know nothing of Hamilton. <gasps> it's, it's so yeah. good. I'm sorry. But no, Chelsea, I love that your number one is Dua Lipa. She was in my top five. Huge, like... I was a big fan of Dua Lipa before Future Nostalgia, but holy fuck, that record has blown my mind. Every time I listen to it, it blows my mind again, and I've listened to it a million times this year, and we have it on vinyl, and she made the remix album over the summer, and it's an entire remix of the same album, which is pretty badass for an artist to be like, we're going to re-release this album, but it's all going to be remixes. Um, It was called Club Future Nostalgia. That's pretty sweet. I want to hear about Ryan's Spotify top artists. Um, My number one was Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, because... I got really into one of his older albums this year because the internet, because there's a podcast I really like called Dissect, which is like music analysis. And every year they'd go like deep, deep, deep dive into an album. They did like 15 or 20 episodes just about because the internet. And so I got into that podcast. So I ended up listening to that record like a billion times. Um, Number two is Casey Musgraves, which is on brand. I'm obsessed with Casey Musgraves as the, the table that I'm sitting at as we're recording has a completed Casey Musgraves puzzle. Uh, Casey Musgraves pop socket on my water bottle. 
And oh also my God, Casey awesome. Musgraves. So Casey Musgraves weed grinder over here that she sold uh, from her merch stand this year. Um, yeah, um, I've got a her problem. Her and Willie singing Rainbow Connection mm-hmm. like moves me to tears every time I watch it. God, it's what's, so good. It's so good. What's your favorite Musgraves album? Oh, Golden Hour. Golden Hour. Best album of the 2010s to me. It's by far. It's, it's like not even close to me. So when Leslie and I were driving back from Houston where she bought her car for that entire like six plus hour drive, we listened to nothing but Casey Musgraves. I think, I don't know, like doing the math, I don't know how many times that's listening to all of her albums, but we're, we're Casey she has Musgraves. Three, she has three non-Christmas albums and two Christmas albums. Yeah. By the way, I want you to know that when Leslie and I were watching the trailer for the Mariah Carey Christmas special, she turns to me and goes, Casey Musgraves did it better. She oh did do gosh. it better. I'm so upset. First of all, the house is a dollhouse. Like that's freaking amazing. I am so obsessed with the um the song she that where she's walking on the the ceiling. Yes. Oh, I just everything about that. Oh my god. It's big energy. Hmm. Uh, number three for me was Dua Lipa for the reasons I outlined before. Uh, number four was a dude named Bryce Fine that I'm just really into. He's put out one of the most underrated albums of 2019. I think I just really if you're like he's like kind of a hybrid like Drake Justin Bieber, but he's I like, I like Bryce Fine a lot. But number five is Blink 182 because I still fucking love. They're my favorite band of all time, and I still listen to Blink 182 all the oh time. Oh my gosh! Have you um, seen them live since Skiba uh, joined? Oh yeah, I seen him three times in the last couple of years. I saw them at their very first show with Skiba, like as Blink One Eighty Two. Such a good um, show. At still. the X at X Games, X Games Twenty Sixteen was when they played, and it was Skiba's first real big show, and it was it was probably my favorite Blink show. What was the last concert you guys went to? I was thinking a lot about, especially in these episodes that we watched last week. I was thinking a whole lot. Well, this week, I'm just you podcast timeline. I was thinking a lot about live music and how much I miss it. What were the last concerts you all went to? Um, I'm actually supposed to, in the other Sideways universe, I'm supposed to be in London right now seeing Elton John's fi- supposed final concert of his life. Oh my gosh. Um, so wow. it's a little painful. I know. L- little flex. I, can't, I think the last big concert I went to was Grace Potter at the Jones Assembly oh, and ben, on Valentine's Day. That's a good show. Um, yeah, that is a good that show. Was the last big one. Did either of you guys go to the Glenn Hansard show at Tower Theater? Why would Chelsea mm-hmm. go to that? I don't know because Glenn <laughs> Glenn Hansard's amazing, but like so there was like no one there, I guess because no one is really big into Glenn Hansard in Oklahoma City. But so I was so close that when he came out, because if, if you've ever seen any of his concerts or seen anything that he's done, like he did this in once. But the first song he plays, he just comes out to the edge of the stage, no amplification, no microphone, and he just plays uh, "Say It to Me Now," and I got spit on. Um, when he was screaming and I haven't washed my face since. That's why I have my beard because uh, it's wow. disgusting under there. Yeah. I like that. Oh, you know what? The last big arena show I saw was actually with you, Dylan. It was a Chance the Rapper. Oh, that show was so good. Yeah, it was fantastic. I think the two things that came to mind when you were talking about that Glenn Hansard story was that um, one, the last time I saw Casey was in December. It was a year ago, like right now, I think, uh, in Vegas, and we made eye contact, and I have video proof that we made eye contact, and I will show you those videos, because we absolutely did make eye contact. Two, uh, the dude from Stained played a show at the Criterion. I was not there, but the dude from Stained played a show at Criterion in Oklahoma City at a in like a solo. So I guess I mean people were there for some reason. Um, I shouldn't shit on other people's music, but people were there and like he tried to do like the just guitar, no amplification at all, just him and a guitar, and like people were talking and he like lost his shit and yelled at everyone and like broke his guitar and like left. I bet it's been a while since he's tried that again. 
God damn it. All right. Um, do we have anything else we need to cover on this bonus episode of Keeping Up with the Coens? Oh, wait. Dylan, you haven't told us your top artists yet, have you? Well, my top we artists my top artists are going to be controversial um, because we've already discussed this off mic, but my, my first two are not controversial. I think my first two are pretty much on brand. Um, the 1975. Oh, I forgot. I forgot I was going to have to fight you. Okay. Yeah. The 1975. So, I, ni- I like it. 1975 so far, so was was my number one, and they were actually also my artist of the decade. So apparently, from 2010 to 2019. Really? Yeah, I wow. listened to them more than any other artist. I didn't even know they existed before like 2017. Um, they were actually also three of my five top songs. Um, Phoebe Bridgers was my number two. Uh, mm-hmm. partially because you're a sad girl. Yeah. Partially because of the, <laughs> the excellent, uh, sad girl summer playlist that Ryan, um, and I curated, uh, together. Mm-hmm. It's still on Spotify. If you want to follow it, even though it's not summer, uh, you can be sad, uh, all four seasons. Okay. This is where it's going to get heated. My number three artist was Rustin Kelly, um, ex-husband of Casey Musgraves and Ryan and I are having a debate, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, respond, tweet about this. Hashtag Team Dylan, hashtag Team Ryan, um, not Team Rustin or Team Casey, because I believe that you can be a fan of both Rustin and Casey, as evidenced no. by my corporeal form uh, present Absolutely before not. you. <laughs> um, I will say, and so this is one of this is my reasoning. So I was introduced to Rustin Kelly through Casey Musgraves. Casey tweeted a long time ago, or maybe it was on Instagram, but she posted, oh my gosh, this EP, you have to listen to it. And it was Rustin's debut EP, Halloween, which is stellar. I have every single piece of his discography on vinyl autographed. I love Rustin. Um, I think he's the man. But... Part of the reason why I don't feel like we need to choose sides is because there hasn't been any animosity that has come out. It reminds me a little bit of the publicly, Chris, uh, publicly. I mean, it reminds me a little <laughs> bit of the Anna Ferris Chris Pratt thing where I don't feel like I have to pick sides there because it just kind of seemed like a mutual thing. But um, I don't know. Let us know. Um, Wait, that is a really strange opinion. I've never heard anyone else say that. I didn't think that there was was very public either, or like not. I not feel, but public, I feel but... like it's incredibly obvious what happened is he became a super big movie star and got skinny and buff, and then he dumped on a Ferris and started dating a Kennedy instead. Also, he's like a Scientologist, right? I, no, I don't. He's not a Scientologist. He's like a like an evangelical Christian, and like probably voted for Donald okay. Trump. I see. Oh, I definitely did. I thought, which that- is weird, because that uh, the Catherine's whole family, you know, she's a what's her, you know, she's a Kennedy and Schwarzenegger. You know, Arnold, but like, Schwarzenegger's she, a Republican. But I know, but he's an anti-Trump Republican. He's like a never Trumper. A normal Republican. Yeah. Well, it, I guess. I mean, Getting I political know. on the pod. <laughs> I, uh, I'm just kidding. I haven't voted my, t- no, I'm just kidding. I, I won't even lie about not voting. Everyone go out and vote. If you vote, can't vote. You can't complain. We're very pro Stand in line. Podcast. They can't make you leave the line. If you're still in line, stay there. That's true. If you're listening, if you're listening to this and you're trying to vote, it's too late. That's my favorite Drake album. <laughs> our, our two, our two listeners in Georgia, please vote on yeah. January 5th, please. Really? By the way, to our, one of our favorite listeners, Stacey Abrams, thank you for all that you're doing for uh, this country and for the state of Georgia. Um, anyway, Big fan. appreciate you, Stace. 
So I'm glad that we didn't actually have to physically fight, but uh, let us know. You didn't even let me say what I needed to say. All I need to say is that Casey Musgraves uh, divorced Rustin Kelly, and so you have to choose sides. If, if anyone that we all knew went through a divorce and we were friends with him, we'd be like, we're going to take that person's side. I don't give a fuck. We're taking that person's yeah. side. I'm taking Casey's side. We're gonna She's my ride or die. That's obvious to me. I will, I will say this. I will say, yeah, I will say this. No matter how much I like Rustin Kelly, it is clear that I could not possibly like Rustin Kelly as much as you like Casey Musgraves. That's a very good point. Now, if we were talking like the 1975, then I I would literally fight you. Um, but we're not talking about them because they're just nice boys from Manchester. And so we don't have to talk about that. But uh, okay, let's get weird. My number four artist was Celestial Aeon Project. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea who that is. Um, and I think it has to do with the fact that I listen to a lot of playlists for meditation, yoga, and Dungeons and Dragons tavern music. Mm. Um, so that was number four. Number five, Ryan, if you haven't listened to these guys, you need to. Number five was Hot Mulligan. Have you listened to Hot Mulligan? I don't even know who that is. I'm Hot interested. Mulligan is, yeah, so they're a part of that um, 2015, 2016 pop punk revival. Uh, bands like Real Friends, The Wonder mm-hmm. Years, um, stuff like that. They just released their second album, and it's really good. I, I highly recommend these guys. Um, it's just, that's a lot of the music that I listened to um, when I was in high school. You know, like Blink-182, the Mark, Tom, and Travis show is still the best live album ever released. It's, it's, my, it's, it's my favorite album ever released. I, yeah. yeah just, when people ask me my favorite album, is I say any album or studio album, because you have to differentiate. Exactly. Like, I, I understand why Grateful Dead people are the way they are after listening <laughs> to the Mark, Tom, and Travis show. Mm-hmm. But... um. But I feel like you would love Hot Mulligan. And Chelsea, I do know you. And I know you like to get down with some pop punk. And I think you would like Hot Mulligan as well. I'm sure um, I would. And so I'd, I, I encourage you to check it out. But uh, those, were my, uh, those were my top five. And everyone go listen to the 1975. We've given you music recommendations for Christmas on this holiday special edition of Cohen's The Podcast. <laughs> Cohen's, Cohen's, Cohen's. We hope you enjoyed this. We know this was like a we didn't we didn't tell anyone we we're gonna do this. Um, so according to our timeline, and I need you guys to tell me this in real time if this is right or wrong. We will still not have an episode next Wednesday, right? But then the Wednesday following that, we will be back with our yes. uh, OC regular OC douchebaggery. Am I right? Right. We oh, are yeah. returning on January sixth, twenty twenty one, to start the next disc, which I believe is the summer disc. There we go. Um, because I know all of you were watching along with the discs. Yeah, and um, not and not on HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, so make sure to watch the next four episodes before we see each other again. But uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs>